Tonight, I want to start a series called, How Does God Speak to Us? And, and the reason that I want to talk about it right now is because I think it's an important series to talk about at the beginning of a calendar year, uh, but also to kick off a semester. Uh, but also, we're kind of in the middle of this thing called Daniel Fast. Now, some of you are, are maybe like not exactly like from our church on Sunday mornings. You have no idea what the Daniel Fast is. Uh, I can talk more about it later. But just as a church, we're kind of gathering to pray this week, Monday to Friday, and we're, we're kind of only eating fruits, vegetables, uh, beans, nuts, uh, whole grain, uh, like no caffeine, no caffeine, no caffeine. That's the thing that hurts. No meat, no dairy, no sugar. No caffeine. Did I say no caffeine? Because we're not having caffeine, and I'm not excited about it. Uh, Michael, actually, uh, where's Michael? Michael walked in this morning, or this, this evening, and said, hey, Mark, how's it going? I was like, hey, Michael. And he's like, how's it going, dude? I'm like, it's going. It's going. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to make it. So we'll see if I can get to Friday night on no caffeine. So we'll see. Um, but how does God speak to us? Um, there are a range of questions that um, I get uh, from students every single year, all throughout the year, and they're great, great questions, and I'm not sure if you've asked them, and I'm not asking you to raise your hand or say, yeah, yeah, I have that question, but uh, questions like, does God even speak to us? Does, you know, is, is, there, is there something that's wrong with me? Or like when people say they have an answer to prayer, like how do they get those answers to prayer? Because I don't hear God in some audible voice. So does God speak to us today? Does he speak in an audible voice like, a, like, like he's uh, calling out to Simba and the Lion King from the clouds? Like that's not how it works. If it works for you like that, then I'm missing something and I'd like to take you out for coffee and learn how to hear God's voice like that. I don't think you do. But how can I tell the difference between God and Satan? We're going to talk about that in week three. Um, and then why can't I hear God's voice so there's lots of different questions uh, about, um, you might call this like prayer. You might talk about like discerning the, ver the voice of God or, or specifically, uh, maybe the question isn't like, why can't I hear God's voice? But maybe your question is, um, like, who, where's my upperclassman in the room? Maybe your question is like, how do I decide where to go to college? Right? And so, like, what do I do after school or high, after high school? Am I going to the armed forces? Am I going to college? Am I going to go in the workforce? Am I going to sleep in my parents' basement for the rest of my life? That's not a viable option for you. Um, you know, anyway, but um, that's a big question. I know that question was on my mind. Some of you, I'd be curious if you would just be honest and say, I have, um, I have consulted God on who, who I should date or if I should date someone. Anyone just want to be honest? Like, yeah, like I'm like, God, you're going to bring me. There you go. All right, Eli, thank you for your honesty. Me too. Like, you're going to talk about that. Um, it's, it's important. So you, maybe, does anyone want to just fire off something just if you're like, if you've got something that you're like, yes, I have, I have asked God uh, for, for something specific. Do you want to like just shout it out to me? Say that again. A good grade. Okay. Anything else? Making the team. Huh? Your phone back. Oddly enough, these are all things that you can actually probably control. Uh, some. It's definitely that one. Clarity. That's a good one. Spiritual relationship with God. Anyone else? Because I can't see your faces, so just shout it out at me. Anybody else? Who's laughing? A girlfriend. Well, that's what I was talking about. Okay, so can I tell you a story? I'll tell you a story. I'm not saying, hey, 
I'm not saying, okay, the middle school boy giggling happening. Okay. Um, so I remember what it was like. So Eli, um, maybe I'll just tell this story to you. Since these people uh, do not desire to bring God into their relationship with their significant other in the future. Um, yeah. Some of y'all are going to learn something. So I can remember specifically when I was getting ready to date my wife, Christy. Some of you uh, don't, I didn't bring a picture of her, um, but um, I thought she was, gonna, she was here for a minute, but her parents are in town, so she's, they're flying out of town, so she's with them right now. I thought I'd be able to just show her to you, but uh, here we are. But um, my wife uh, was once my fiance, I mean, my fiance was once my girlfriend, and my girlfriend was once just a girl that I worked with at college. We served tables together at a restaurant called O'Charlie's. And uh, I met her uh, in the fall of 2001 when I went to college. So all of y'all talking about when you were born? Yeah, yeah. I was in college in 2001 before you were born. Um, We all felt old in the back when you guys were talking about your birthdays. So I met Christy, um, and, and for a year and a half, um, I had kind of a crush on her. Um, she by no means had a crush on me, and that's how that worked. Um, and so she dated uh, dudes that were like morons, total, total morons. And I dated um, girls that were um, nuts, okay, just crazy. Got to laugh at it, Joel. So I dated, I dated, um, and this is going to go on YouTube, so maybe I should, maybe she was like a serial killer and she'll come kill me. Um, she's probably not going to watch this, but um, I, yeah, I, we dated people that we had no business dating um, because if I can just get you to listen to this one thing real quick, um, we don't often uh, choose who we date based off of like smart, intelligent uh, things. Uh, what often happens, let me just blow your mind for just a second, okay? Someone pays attention to you, it feels good, and then you pay attention to them, it feels good to them, and then you start flirting, and then this thing starts happening, and then you start dating, and then you realize you don't actually like each other. And so, like, that's how kind of teenage dating happens, and some of you can, like, I can testify to what it's like to have, um, you don't date because you don't have a car, and there's a whole thing, we can talk about that later, but um, yeah, we're not, we're not there yet. Um, you might be going with somebody, but you're not dating yet. So we'll talk about that. It was like six months ago that you drove a car. No. Did you pick her up in your huffy? Is that what happened? Did you go to Sonic? Yeah. Yeah. So check this out. Check this out. So I'm not joking with you. I had a crush on Christy, um, specifically in my sophomore year of college and she and I were working together, and what we would do is in these like work shifts that we would um, we would serve tables together, and then we would get done about the same time, and then we would eat dinner together after, um, because when you work there, the food's half off, and so it was good, cheap dinner, but we would sit there and talk, and she would tell me about her moron boyfriends, and I would tell her about my crazy girlfriends, and, and we would just kind of lament to each other, and, you know, it's just kind of what we did, but when I was a sophomore... That fall, um, I started to kind of up in my game. And so I like went and hung out with her, um, her roommates. I went to anything they invited me to. Um, but then it came down to the moment where I was like, man, this is going to happen. My roommates were gassing me up. And I was like, I'm going to go like make this happen. Like we're going to go. I'm going to make it official. I'm going to ask her on a date and all this kind of stuff. And I remember specifically like praying about it the whole time. Why? Why would I pray about a relationship? Because I was terrified 
at that point in my life to get into another relationship which would just be like exhausting or damaging or, or like a waste of time. Because what ends up happening too, like especially at your age, is that you invest a lot of time in someone that you're not going to marry and you miss out on a ton of time with your friends and a ton of time with the stuff that you really should be involved in. And there's all this emotional energy ex- expended and, and then you have really nothing to show for it. I think teenage dating is risky and dangerous. But we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Um, right now, I want to say I was walking up the stairs to Christie's apartment and I was like praying praying, praying. And I was saying, God, if this is going to be another one of those relationships, I want her to slam the door in my face. Now, did I want her to slam the door in my face? No, but I just didn't want it to be like some big waste of time. And here's the principle that we started with. I said, and I I said this out loud to her that night. I said, listen, I don't like, I hope this works. um, But whatever we do, we want to make sure that we keep it in the, like right in the middle of the will of God. And if we keep it in the will of God, like we could break up and we're in the will of God. We can stay together and we're in the will of God. But we want to make sure that we're smart about this relationship so that it helps us moving forward, so that it's healthy moving forward. And um, understanding what the will of God is, and if I can just define it like this, it's like what God wants for your life. Now, you may not know what God wants for your life, and most teenagers don't. And so that's why we want to talk about that tonight. Spoiler alert, Christy and I got married. Uh, We dated for like three and a half years. We got married in 2006. We've been married for 15 and a half years. Um, And like we've had um, a good time learning how to be married, sometimes difficult, sometimes uh, fun, um, you know, but but that's what it is. Uh, But what's interesting, what's interesting, I I, I talked to Christy about this she believes, I'll, I'll be curious to see how you think about this. She believes that like, like we were created for each other. Like we were destined to be married. Like it's like in the, in the rom-coms. It's like in the movies and all that kind of stuff. I happen to believe that I, anyone can marry anyone. Is anyone would anyone just be say like, no, no, like I believe like there's one person out there for me and like that's it. Like, I've got to find that person. Anyone want to say that? Are you guys going to participate, or are you all on the other side? Who would say, no, 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 like, I can marry whoever I want? Okay, yeah, most of you. Okay, cool. So Christy's like the Nicholas Sparks romantic type, and she's like, I'm like, what if I lived in, like, Russia? And you have to, like, board a plane? How would you find out I'm the one, you know? Here's what I think. This all boils down to this, because we met at a restaurant Um, But, you know, like she, her family was in Ohio. My family was in Indiana. We were going to college in Virginia, okay? Now, we both ended up in Virginia on completely separate paths. But in October of 2001, I walked in O'Charlie's, filled out an application, met Christy, and that's how it happened. Why did I go to Liberty? Why did I go to college in Virginia? Because I happened to be involved in a youth group where the youth pastor went to Liberty and told me about it. I went and visited. And after praying about God's will for my college decision, some of you that are really smart, you're starting to see how this adds up. I was praying about my college decision. God, where do you want me to go? I had a scholarship to go to a a school in-state for a much higher paying job. Um, and, and I was just like, I just know that God is going to 
um, do something here. And I want to go to college at Liberty University. So that's where I went. And she had kind of a similar situation. Someone introduced her to Liberty University. We, we went to schools because someone suggested it. We checked it out. And she went. She had a much more difficult process of going because her family wasn't really Christian. And so her parents weren't like, yeah, let's go to a Christian school where you like pray at the beginning of class. And, you know, there's all this kind of stuff. It was like, if you're going to go to Liberty, you're probably going to pay for it. And she did. And we still are. But then I got involved in that youth ministry. Why? That youth ministry where I met that youth pastor, where I learned about college, are you tracking with what I'm saying right now? All of your decisions, this is going to blow your mind. So many of your decisions, 10 years from now, are being made right now. Are you tracking with me right now? I met a guy named Danny Anderson, who was my youth pastor in the middle of my high school years, who went to Liberty. Why did I go to Liberty? I'd never heard of it before. Had I not met him, I would never have gone to Liberty. I would have never met Christy. And Kipton, wherever he is, would poof, not exist. He would be like in the snap, right? Like he was, yeah, there you are. Sorry, I can't see. Do you understand how important the decisions are that start to stack up to make your life what it is? Now, do you understand why your parents are so freaked out about you getting good grades? Do you understand why your parents are so freaked out about you not like some of you were like out there doing crazy stuff and I was like, you're going to splatter your head on the pavement. And they're like, ha, 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 that'd be hilarious. And I was like, no, it would not. <laughs> it would not, right? Why? Because I know, because your parents know, because these leaders in here know that literally right now, especially, especially if you're like 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, you're there. You're starting to make some decisions I've heard so many stories. This is crazy. Some of you are going to get real, like, nervous, and, like, you're going to look at the floor. Um, I've heard a lot of, like, stories of people meeting in youth group and getting married. What if your spouse is in this room right now? Look around. Look around. Some of you are like, please end this awkward moment right now. Here's the deal. I know. All right. So here's all I'm trying to say. As we start this series, I want you to kind of lean in because right now in this season, I want you to learn how to pray. And I want, to, I want you to learn and I want you to start to kind of hone your ability to listen to God's voice. My guess is, I want all eyes on me real quick. My guess is you are thinking in your head in some form right now, I'm not going to be able to hear God's voice. That's not for me. That's for other people, and I don't even know if I believe them because I don't even know if God's real. If I can just say this, and then I'll move on. My relationship with God, where I felt like I heard him clearly for the first time, was when I, I was in the middle of one of my worst moments as a teenager, and I just called out. I said, if you're real, I just need your help. And he, like, responded in real time. We can talk about that another time if you want to hear the story. But I'm just telling you, take the challenge of if there's a God out there, right, 
If all this wasn't some cosmic accident, I really have a hard time believing that all of your like beating hearts right now that are beating for you, you're not like, you're not in control of that. The, the breath that's going in and out of your lungs right now to keep you alive, like all the systems that are making all this work is just an accident. What I'm saying is that God, what we learn about that God in this book is that he wants a relationship with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to be able to hear his voice. And I don't want you to slough that off because I think most people, hey, can y'all chill for a second? Thank you. Um, Most people like slough off Christianity completely because they don't take up on this challenge. Christianity's boring. Bible's boring. You've never, you've never given it a chance. So if you want to give it a chance, here here we go. I'm going to give you a couple different ways that we um, that we hear God's voice. Okay, I'm gonna I've, I've got a prop here that I'm gonna use. Um, this is shoddily put together by a youth pastor. Shocker! Um, so we're gonna hope that doesn't fall. Thank you, Joel, for your assistance in making sure that works. So there's gonna be like three different things we're gonna talk about, and the first one is uh, the influence of others. You hear God's voice through the influence of others. Now, specifically, I want to start there because that was one of my main things that happened in my own life. In my life, um, I didn't care about God until um, a, a youth leader showed up in my life and started asking me questions about like, what I really believed and how I really wanted to live. I remember specifically, I didn't plan on telling this story, but we're going to say it real quick and we're going to move on. I remember specifically as a high schooler when we would have half days uh, that me and all my group of friends, there's about 10 of us, we would go out to eat. And for a long time, we would go to TGI Fridays. I don't know if you've ever been there. Anyone been to Fridays? Okay. I don't even know if they're still around. Anyway, one day on a Wednesday, we had a half day, and we decided to go to Hooters. Um, and, um, shh, okay. the side comments are so dangerous. And so we're just going to not, um, so we went to Hooters and, um, I, <laughs> I was the kind of guy who was like, I did that when I was ordering, I was like, uh, uh, I just like the chicken tenders, please. Uh, you know, I was very nervous and I didn't know how to handle myself. And, um, and it was like, whatever, right? We went, my face is red. We'll move on. Right. And uh, so anyway, I go, to, I go to youth group that night, and uh, my leader, uh, we were in kind of like small group situation. It was just like a bunch of like senior, uh, junior, senior guys, and uh, my group leader's, leader's name was Mike Wiggin. I'm 38, and I still remember his name 20 years later. Mike Wiggin looks at us and says, you, you knuckleheads, you went to Hooters. What kind of, okay, so let me just get this straight. You, you two, you're Christians, right? Mark and my best friend, Clint. Um, we said, yes, we're Christians. And you went to Hooters. Yes, we, <clears throat> yes, we went to Hooters. Okay, um, your eight friends that you went with, yeah, are they Christians? No. You invited them to church, right? Yeah. You're trying to get them to become Christians, right? Yeah. And you went with them to Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of witness do you think it was to your friends to go to Hooters and to participate in, in all that? And I was like, 
Honestly, hadn't thought about it till right now. <laughs> Feel pretty bad. And uh, honestly, and he wasn't like just giving us a hard time. Like he was teaching us something. And he was teaching us how he had had a past in, in engaging in different activities that wasn't a good witness and that honestly wasn't good for his own personal life and all that kind of stuff. And we could talk about whether you can go somewhere or not later. But here's what I want to say. Um, he got me thinking about that kind of stuff for the first time. And then I went to college and I got involved in a church, and I was able to serve in, in, our, in our youth ministry in our church. And a guy named David Farwell was someone who decided to take me under his wing and teach me kind of how to, to do youth ministry and how to, honestly, like, how to take steps towards being a man who was married and has a job and all this kind of stuff because, like, I was still in college and I didn't know. And earlier in my earlier years, my youth pastor would, would spend time with me and teach me how to read the Bible. And, and I just remember thinking, like... I'm so thankful for those guys because if they just would have been like, ah, you know, it's no big deal, I never would have thought, thought a, second, a second thought about it. But they helped me to think. Now, here's some Bible verses that go along with my thoughts here. Proverbs 15, 22. I'm going to give you two verses real quick. Proverbs 15, 22. It'll be on the screen if we can. Without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. So that word counsel is like advice. Um, and, and, and so I have people in my life who I'd call like wise counselors, the people that I go to for advice, okay? They're people that I go to with my real life situations, and um, they are wiser than me, they're older, they have more experience, they're guys I look up to, and they're guys that I have in my life. Can I just pause and say this? If you want spiritual growth in any form, one of the reasons that we have these amazing leaders all around you who show up week after week on Sunday and Wednesday is because they care about your spiritual growth. I care about your spiritual growth, and we're here to help you. Sometimes you feel like we're getting in your face a little bit. I had someone last month talk about, like, your messages are awkward because they kind of push against, like, my belief system. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. But if you know, if you know that I and all these leaders love you, if you'll just trust us that maybe, maybe the 20 years of experience that we have following Jesus more than you is not to be held over you as some sort of like, listen to what we're saying, but it's just a desire to help you. Because if I can just tell you this, I still have relationships with my students that have graduated. Now they're having kids. Um, they're, they're in jobs. They're, they're doing really big things. And I love to be able to counsel with you guys or to just to be a friend to you even after you graduate. Just know, this deal doesn't end when you graduate high school, okay? Because, like, we're here for you. We're here for you, and we want to be someone that you can lean on. I still lean on my youth pastor. I still lean on my wise counselors. The second thing, you've heard this verse before, Proverbs 13, 20. <clears throat> Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Man, I'd love it if you would memorize that verse because then you'd start to feel it when your friends start making bad decisions. So if the, if the influence of others pushes us in one direction or the other, you can just look at your friends and see which direction they're going to push you in, okay? The second thing that uh, I want to talk about is uh, we hear God's voice through life situations, okay? We hear God's voice through life situations, Now, the thing about this one is, and I, I don't have a Bible verse, but if you just think about it with me, sometimes things happen to you and they kind of change your mind. They make you read the Bible differently. 
Let me, let me slow down and say that one more time. They make you read the Bible differently. In, in some ways, we learn that what we thought the Bible meant, it didn't mean. And you should be continually growing in that. Okay? This youth ministry is a place where you can continue to grow and maybe your beliefs will change a little bit. They should change. They should grow. They should mature and all this kind of stuff. Sometimes we find ourselves in life situations and we're like, holy moly, where is God and why do I feel like he's silent in my life? So there's three statements that I want to put on the, on the screen. If you can just put those up real fast for me. Uh, a new perspective with, with your life situations. I can't change my life situation, but I am going to choose to change my attitude and focus on what I can change. That may be the biggest thing that God wants you to hear today. Like you're in the middle of something that's not fun for you. You can be in control of your attitude. You can be in control of whether you go into this new year with um, a system of Bible reading so that you're pouring life into your soul or not. Uh, the next statement I can't change what happened to me, but I know God is redeeming that and using it to grow and serve others. If you ask any adult in this room, we have something that's happened to us over the course of my life, uh, over the course of our lives, that maybe you could call it trauma, maybe you could call it pain, maybe you could call it um, just uh, like um, just de depression, like seasons of difficulty, you know, whatever. And, and so what we've learned is that Sometimes God uses the ugly stuff that happens to us, the ugly stuff that we go through, to show us how good he is. Not that he was the author of those bad things. The Bible says nothing about God saying he's, he's sending temptation on you. He's, he actually says that God does not tempt us. That God is not sending negative stuff your way just to make you grow. But he will allow you, this is the difference, okay, this is a key difference there, he will allow you to trust him through that hard stuff, and you'll come out on the other end uh, a more mature believer, okay? Some of you haven't been through that hard stuff yet, if I can just be honest with you. I remember what it was like to be someone who hadn't had that hard stuff happen before, and that's when I met God. That's when I met Jesus in the, mid in the middle of all that. Third statement I, I wrote down, I can't change what I'm going through, but I know God is with me, and that's enough. All the promises that God is with you, that God is present, that life situation sometimes drives you in to trust him more. I know that right now you may not be in one of those life situations, but if I can just plea with you, keep him on speed dial, because maybe you don't care right now, but when you go through a trial, you're gonna want to reach out to God. And in that moment, he will show himself trustworthy. I promise you that, okay? So there's life situations. He, he reveals himself through the influence of others, uh, through life situations, and then through the leading of the Holy Spirit, okay? And this is uh, a little more kind of like biblical, uh, not that these aren't, uh, but this is like God wants to talk to you through his Holy Spirit. Real quick, if I can just say it this way, doctrinally what we learn is that when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes and lives with you, okay? That's what the Bible says in many different ways. In John chapter 16, I want to read a couple verses starting in, in verse 7. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there they are. Okay, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus talking. For if I do go away, the helper or the Holy Spirit uh, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. 
verse 8 and 9. When he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, um, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. He's talking about Satan there. Verse 12 and 13, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, or the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. Man, that is so important. Like if you, if you are a Christian, you need to be leaning on the Holy Spirit to guide you when you read the Bible, to guide you to learn about truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. Um, and then there's another verse, uh, well, there's 13. Whatever he hears, he will speak. He will declare to you the things that are to come. There's one more verse, John 14, 26. The helper um, will guide you in all things. Uh, he will teach you all things um, and bring to you remembrance all that I've said to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you if you will start to lean in and listen. If I can just be really honest with you, as a teenager, I didn't care about trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. I just kind of wasn't interested. I didn't really take God seriously until I was like a sophomore. And so that was just my own mistake. I wish I would have taken him more seriously. But I can tell you that as I grew in my relationship with God, I was able to lean in and listen to God and hear him more clearly. And the Holy Spirit wants to be that. Now, there's one uh, more, actually, that I want to show you. And, and, and I'm going to use this different frame because this is kind of a, a bigger one, that God wants to speak through uh, the Word of God. And the reason this is on a different one is because I want you guys to learn something specific about this illustration. Let me write this down. God wants to speak to you through the word of God. Now, if I can just say it this way, this is like so easy to just read and understand because it's right in front of you. Sometimes the life situations were like, I don't know, was it punishment or was it just a bad day? Did I get in an accident because someone wasn't paying attention or because God wanted to get, in, get a hold of me? Um, is it possible that maybe my friends gave me bad advice, right? Or life situations, it just happened. You know, sometimes we, we like, man, I feel like God is telling me something. And there's got to be times that we maybe misinterpret what he's saying. But you know what? God has given us clear direction in the Holy, uh, in, in the holy Scriptures, in the Bible, um, that here's what I want to do. Here's why this is a different frame. I want you to look, because this is a whole different frame, I want you to look at these three things through the lens of the Word of God. So, it, under your influence of others, if you have unwise friends, they're probably not giving you advice that lines up with the Word of God, right? You have unwise friends that are saying, yeah, yeah, you should totally date her. And then your wise friends are over here like, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. You know, you need to make sure that you're, who you're hanging out with is coming through the word of God. Your life situations, you're looking at them through the lens of the word of God. So you know the promises. You understand that these life situations shouldn't be so scary because things like God is with you, that God is walking with you through those things, that God is going to empower you to get through that season. And then through the leading of the Holy Spirit, you test what you feel like God is telling you in something through the lens of the word of God. And, and if I can just say it this way, um, this is kind of the last point that I want to show is just that God is showing us the will of God. If you want to know what the will of God is, it is like, it is right here. It is right here. God is communicating every day through his word. Of course, through these, there's nothing wrong. Listen, don't hear me say these aren't important. 
I'm just saying, when you're like making a decision based on your influence of others, and, and, and I think some of the problem is, isn't this true? Some of us, like, we get, um, we got a decision to make, and what do we do? It's like, oh, okay, let me ask my friends. And we block out these other things. We're really just influence of others. Then you're at the mercy of your friends. Can I tell you, your friends are awesome and I love them. They're probably in this room. That's great. Um, you should consider some other, you should consider life uh, situations, leading of the Holy Spirit, for sure. Consider what your friends are saying through the lens of the word of God, right? Quite honestly, like we need to be looking at all these four lenses as we're listening to God. But I want, I want you to hear me. As, as I wrap up tonight, I want you to hear me say this. God is speaking to you. You can listen. You can learn how to listen. Honestly, as you grow, you'll, you'll become more keen in listening to what he has to say. Don't hear me say that, like, Mark is just driving down the road, and I hear, like, a, Mark, Mark, get in the right lane. There's an accident ahead. That is not how it works, right? Now's the time to ask Christy to marry you. That is not how it works. Do you know what happened? I remember specifically, I was at lunch with someone, and I said, how did you decide to marry your wife? And I was getting some advice about that. He shared with some of that, and then I was using these two as well to kind of filter all of that decision. Could I, could I have married anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Could I, could I choose anyone to be my friends? Yes. Quite honestly, like I've gone through some life situations that have, have shown me that God is speaking. And as I get older, those life situations tend to test that theory even more and more and more. And can I tell you what I learn about God every single time? There's things I've unlearned about God. There's things I used to think were true about God that I do not agree with anymore. But as I lean deeper into what the Word says, which I I got to tell you, I fully trust what this book says about God and about us. And as I lean more into this and I lean more into kind of like what's going on in my life situations and trying to figure out what God is saying through it all, I learn that he's more and more trustworthy. Every, the older I get, the more trustworthy God is. And the more I can't honestly trust in what this world has to offer. So for these next couple weeks, we're going to talk a little more specifically about how you can hear God's voice through prayer. And I'm just asking you to take a challenge to try to figure out what it learns, uh, what, what it's like to learn how to listen to God's voice, right? I'm gonna pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, the, the trust that we can put in you, that you've never turned your back on us, that that you are communicating with us and that you do want us to hear your voice. You do want us to trust your voice. Lord, you, you talk about um, being a shepherd to us and that you lead us to green pastures. You, you take care of us, but we also know that um, just because we're Christians maybe doesn't mean that our life is easy. It just means that we're living life and we trust in you even more. And so God, as, as these students take the challenge to try to learn what it's like to listen to your voice. Lord, I, I do pray that they would run to the Bible to start that because that is first and foremost where we hear your voice. So Lord, I pray that you help us with that. 
as we uh, stumble kind of through what it's like to pray. I pray that you would help every single student here with that decision. Lord, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.